You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 690. Welcome to 2022. There's a new girl in town. Episode 690 of We Just Two Podcasters, the first episode of 2022. Uh, that's a couple of shit show years we made it through. So, uh... yeah, seriously, <laughs> here comes another one, kids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do these things really come in threes? Please, no. Please, um, no. Yeah. God, no. So, um, anyway, folks, I am uh, Paul French, and today I am uh, Card Sharp Kid uh, because been playing a lot of batman uno with the girls and um um, we uh we had a uh, play to 500 tournament that took hours and then hold on on. do you if you play reverse do bruce's parents live oh see wouldn't that be nice and then you skip and (laughs) (laughs) oh no and you don't go to zorro at all or the great ghost (laughs) exactly yeah whichever one they decided yeah exactly yeah, no, it's been a, a a good week of uh of lots of games with the with the kids and um you know we we've, we've played some pandemic cuz you know Gallows humor. Cuts. Um <laughs> it is the season. It is indeed and uh and yes, lots of Uno and uh and uh, then Sarah joined us in the game today and uh um we've been encouraging the idea that if you have cards that you have to play it's okay to play them. You don't hold on to uh, to high point value cards just because you don't want to play them for that next person. Because let me tell you, the person before you is going to play them. <laughs> mm. Especially when that person is me. <laughs> so Vicious. Indeed. Vicious. Hey, hey, it's the only way they're going to learn. That's true. Yeah. true. Yeah. So how about you, sir? Hi everybody, I am Darren Noel, and tonight I am Golden Boy because I have to pour one out for the last of the Golden Girls as mm. required by Gay Law. Yeah. Eddie White left us and obviously she was a television, you know, pioneer mm-hmm. for crying out loud. Um go back and watch her early stuff, Life with Elizabeth, if you can find yes, it. Yes, yes. Because that's some that's some funny stuff. And I mean, Lucille Ball and her basically set the the tone for women in, and probably Gracie Allen too, set set the tone for women in sitcoms back in the day of the fifties and sixties. And then of course her, her work as Sue Ann Nivens on the Mary Tyler Moore show and doing all the game shows that she did. Um, I loved her on match game because she could be, people think Betty White only got filthy when they were like, when she was on Saturday night live, I'm like, no, watch, watch match game episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Watch match game. It's It's a double entendre. Oh, Oh my God, it's so good! Yeah, and then of course Rose in in the Golden Girls. Oh, so yes. I, I, I'm required by law to go eat cheesecake now. Oh uh, yes, because that's when she left us. And uh, gosh darn it, the heck, what a great run she had! So indeed, here's to you, Betty. Thank you for being our friends. And uh, Travis is uh, tackling um, a, a Legion villain. So over to you, Michael. Uh, hello, everybody. I am Michael Grabois, and uh, this week, or this weekend, I was considerate drunk Michael uh, oh. in that 
while celebrating New Year's Eve, I had about seven-ish drinks. I'm pretty sure that was the right number. <laughs> uh, but somehow, I mostly cleaned up, put the dirty barware into the dishwasher, Ooh. put a detergent pack in, and turned it on so that on the morning of January 1st, it was all clean and ready to be put away. Nice. So that was that was very nice of drunk me to help out sober me. Uh, I also, um, I am thanking my genetics lad for having the superpower to not get a hangover after a night of drinking. There you go. Nice. And uh, that is about all of the excitement I would to handle. <laughs> so, uh, over to you. Uh, hey, everyone. I'm Jim Purcell, and for lack of anything else, I am uh, – finally, I can get some sleep, lad. Mm. Uh, my uh, holiday week between Christmas and New Year's was kind of packed because mm. working in the service industry is demanding yeah. during these times, and everyone else gets the time off. Yeah, it is. Uh, it sucks. I had to work six days, which I you know sounds like a, you know, a first-world problem, but – then my one day off got kind of uh, rolled over because my check engine light came on. And I had to spend the day running the car to the dealership to get it fixed. That sounds like fun. That, no, not fun at all, actually. So, finally, I've got tomorrow off clear. So Yay. I will not be turning my alarm off. I will be sleeping until I wake up. Nice. <laughs> Good plan. Good plan, sir. And uh, that's it for me. <laughs> All right, moving to the future where 2022 has been a thing for a while now. G'day, everybody. I'm Derek Binns. And this week I am, I have finally caught up on the podcast, Kid. Oh. It it took a while. Um, So when you started doing five years later, I was about six months behind. And, of course, I couldn't wait because it's one of my favorite runs. Yeah. Um, So I had to skip ahead and start listening to those. And was trying to fill in the the back issues as I went along. Yeah. And then some ungrateful sod started up an legion podcast. <laughs> so then I was listening to that as well. Yeah. So this weekend or this week, I finally pushed over the last eight uh, episodes I had, including the three-hour grill interview, which was fantastic. And so now I think I'm going to start on, I don't know if you've heard of this podcast, it's called Resurrections, uh, Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast. I've, I've so heard, I I've heard, ta- I've heard, heard talk tale. of that, yeah. Yes. I, yes, I was I, on an episode I, I of that I once. Try. Mm. Yes, that's right. Yep. So there you go. And that's it for me. Very nice. And hi, everyone. I'm Brent Brickhill. I'm also coming from the future. And today I am Board Game Boy. And we could probably do a thing or two together, Paul. Absolutely. Um, It has been a a nice uh, time of of playing board games. I got a couple for Christmas present, uh, a really nice cooperative one called Flashpoint Firefighter game or something, and an Egyptian building game called Imhotep, uh, which is great fun. And um, I've also found some people who enjoy playing DC deck building. So I'm really pleased to have a group to play that with, nice. which is great. I haven't I'm introduced the Legion one yet. You don't play the Egyptian deck uh, game, building game with your Jewish friends, do you? Because <laughs> that might be problematic. I think it very well could be. Very well, yeah. 
the uh, the DC deck building game is. Uh, I love that game. It's oh, fun. Yeah. I, I often yeah. I, I don't even know if I've I know I've got a bunch of the expansion decks, but uh, but every now and then it's like I'll say to Jan, it's like we got to go to there's a a game a great game store in waterloo and it's uh, and i'll say to her it's like, well, we got to go waterloo. in there just in case they have another one and she goes well why don't you why don't you check and it's like no no it's the it's the hunt it's the hunt it's the, <laughs> <laughs> it's the thrill of the chase to the exactly. Store. exactly it's so, really just all going i bought the uh, i bought the multiverse um expansion which yeah has has the big box to store all your other expansions in and oh, nice, nice little nice. plastic dividers and it also features Satin Girl on the cover of the box. So oh, nice. for those Legion completists out there, there's one you're going to have to get. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, I, I've got the Crisis one, which you know was a bit bigger than the other ones. Uh, uh, but now this one is this oh. a board game or a card game? It's it's a card no, it's game. It's a card game where uh, you're you're trying to build up the uh, strongest deck and right. villains, and it's a lot of fun. We yeah. played it at Super Show when we were there. Oh yeah, it's great. It was, game. It was a lot I, uh, of fun. I found a, a sealed box of boosters of the Legion expansion for the versus card game like a uh, week ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. But uh, I, I didn't play. I playing that now. No. Yeah. Uh, Probably why you found the box. Well, I went back the other day and it was gone. So. Wow. Maybe someone is playing. Well. Who knows? Or else, or else Legion fans are just buying it to collect it. Mm, exactly. There, that could right? be a thing. Entirely possible. Yeah. I won't lie. I did hesitate. For that very reason, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I managed to score a copy of Hero Quest Ooh. over over the Christmas. Wait, uh, Hero break. Quest is the one with the stackable terrain, right? Uh, no, no. Hero Quest is the it's a new reissue of a 1985 Dungeons and Dragons light board game that has a whole bunch of miniatures oh, and everything. That. In it. Yeah, I think yeah. I did see that in a big box store recently. Yep, it's at Wally World. Nice. If you if you want to find it, or on Hasbro Plus online, Pulse online, um, yeah, it just um, I had that one, and I had um, I'm thinking about buying Stop Thief. The only one I'd be missing from my childhood collection is Dark Tower, which of course is impossible to get. It's like buying Legion number one for Christ's sake. <laughs> that that so, would have a lot of parts, right? It so well, it's hard to re-release. Dark Tower had a lot of parts in it, and it had the the tower, which would frequently break. But there's an app for playing Dark Tower now. You don't even need the board game anymore, but I kind of like the board game and the yeah. parts and everything. So yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm sure I could play Mousetrap on an app, but it's yeah. not the same. <laughs> it's not the same without that Rube Goldberg pain in the ass when you realize that your Mousetrap does not work. Yes, yes. When you realize that 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 little bit that uh, that used to uh, used to fit snugly on mm-hmm. the uh, on the board no longer does, does has it? has has got a little bit of play. The, the, the guy does no longer flips into the bathtub. He just flips on top of a mouth. Exactly. Like what the hell? He's supposed to go in there. <laughs> Looks like it didn't work, Uncle Darren. No, that's funny. We win. We get all the cheese. Shut up, kids. Darren's gonna rage in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> do we have any Legion news? It's been a quiet year so far. So far, I, I, I'm it's sure that'll. Yet. I'm sure that'll change tomorrow. Yeah, it'll change tomorrow <laughs> when Bendis posts something on Instagram. Oh, didn't he? Uh, he did post something on his uh, Substack page. He posted something on Twitter, but it had nothing to do with Legion. It was something else. Uh, now let me 
go back and and get it. Um, so we'll vamp. Yeah. That does seem to be the way it is. Is every uh, he, he's he's on a Monday cycle and yeah, we're we are not. not. Um, so we're on a Sunday cycle because that's what we. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Here we go. So he says, uh, this is from last Monday, so it's a week ago as you are hearing this. He said, as I said last newsletter, this is very early goings for the Legion of Superheroes TV show, so there's really not much more I can confidently say. But after the announcement, some of you asked some good questions and asked for clarification. What is adult animation? I use that phrase to describe this show. Some of you definitely have different interpretations of what adult animation means smiley face <laughs> some, incorrect, some incorrectly label this as potential hardcore pornography what? no what who the this hell is, said that this is a warner brothers animation production adult means adult themes obviously there are hundreds of examples of mature themed animated projects from all over the world and like harley quinn for example yeah uh, in superhero spaces, there are different levels of sophistication meant for different audiences. There are even previous animated Legion shows that skewed young, and some people hearing this announcement immediately reference that. I was just letting you know that this is potentially something else. I also know that development is a really interesting organic process, and having been developing Legion ideas myself for the last four years, I know that anything could happen. It's part of my job to stay open-minded to any possibility for a great Legion of Superheroes experience for any, for everyone who wants one. Uh, question, what style of animation? Answer, great question. I have no great answer yet. <laughs> mm -hmm. I tell you, the pandemic has allowed a lot of people in the animation space all over the world, both independent and multimedia corporate, to explore. You've already seen some of this pop up in all kinds of special projects. Uh, I think we're about to see a golden age of animation, something akin to the birth of Pixar. Mm. Or not, Molly. <laughs> well, that's a bit not that, that, That's some hyperbole right there. That's some, uh, that's some Stan Lee Hawking going on right there. But he says, or not. Yeah, well, please uh, prove but, us wrong. Please do. Yeah. But. <laughs> but the Legion's core concept are so well suited to take full advantage of all these new techniques and technologies that have been developing the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, read the comics. And, and that's it for the Legion stuff. Unless it's like a TV show that's animated like Spider-Verse, I, I don't think it's going to be a revolution. I don't know. Can't afford that on a TV budget, is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, I think that's why we're well, going to get it's not a, animation. It's not, so If it looks as good as Harley Quinn, I'll be satisfied. Is all yeah, I'm it's not necessarily a TV animation like you know saturday morning cartoons it's you know it's hbo max so they do have a bit of a bigger budget mm -hmm. exactly. and, and they're desperate to look hbo is desperate for more entertainment to compete with disney plus yeah let's remember that so um we, we have titans we have doom patrol they're like what's next and they're obviously not touching jla because of the snyderverse right now and and, and so here's and here's like, the thing. Legion, we'll do Legion. Yeah, okay. like their their biggest, um, you know, the big thing that sort of ha helped them to start catching up 
and I mean, catching up is a, it's a loaded term. Um, but you know, in as, as far as streaming platforms, uh, went, uh, you know, because most of the time their thing is like, let's get a bunch of people to talk about their job from 20 years ago. And, um, and so you know they, they the idea of was that a Harry Potter burn? <laughs> it was actually a Friends burn, but yeah, oh, it, but it, they just did the same thing with it. it. They did, they did. We we watched it last night because, uh, um, you know, Ella's uh, Ella's a super fan right now. So, um, but the you know the, the the thing that helped them to 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 bring in more subscriptions and to actually come pretty close to reaching the the initial goals that they'd set out um uh, you know a big part of that was the basically re- releasing their entire cinematic slate on uh, uh on uh, you know to stream when you can't count on that for a second year you need something else <laughs> you, you need new content and yeah. they and they can, and they simply can't do that again and um or they can't expect to get the same results out of doing it again. Or, or keeping people here, which is why we're getting, yeah, you know, it's, we're getting another Game of Thrones prequel. Exactly. It's a, it's okay. a bit like when, uh, you know, you know, it's a bit like when, uh, when CDs came out and everybody re- was replacing their entire collection, and so mm-hmm. sales were really good, and then they started to peter out, and it's like, well, it's because everybody, everybody's, you know, bought, you know, five different copies of the White Album, and. Uh, <laughs> And, and so yep. you know you you get to a point where where doing these these uh, these sort of splashy things aren't good substitutes for new content, yep. and uh, or repurposing of old content. And Disney's just pumping new stuff out. Hawkeye just ended. Boba Fett just started. Absolutely. Well, Disney seems Disney seems to be pretty committed to having a new episode of something once a week. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, they're, they're just going to daisy chain all these Marvel mm-hmm. Star Wars shows forever. Yeah, that yeah, is absolutely. what it appears to be, and I can't complain about that business plan because most of the stuff they're doing is pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly. fluff. Kind of I enjoying haven't watched it, yeah. yet, but you know the Marvel stuff's been pretty much. Hey, that was enjoyable TV. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so you know, anyway, it, it's it's the streaming game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, and they and oh. so uh, I, you know, I, I. I wonder how long the development cycle will end up being, but you know, I, I think that they're at a stage where they're going to kind of want to, you know, get stuff done. And well, um, I'm sure they've got another season of doom patrol and Titans. On oh, absolutely. The deck, absolutely. You know? So there's yes. that. Yes. They've been announced. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll, it'll just be a matter of time, but animation takes a while to get going. So it, it does, but, but these cycles are, are shorter and shorter. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they can, they're thing, you know, it used to be that it's like, well, I mean, just rendering the damn thing's going to take, uh, going oh, yeah. to take eight yeah. months. And, uh, and you know, that's not the case anymore. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so, and, oh my God, young justice is so good. Nice. I keep telling y'all this. Oh my God. Young justice is so good. This new season. It's just blowing me away. All Whoa. the callbacks to D- Disney, uh, Disney, listening DC history. Yeah, is pretty darn clever as hell. So I, I will say this though. Remember, I only just signed up for HBO Max back when Suicide Squad came out, mm-hmm. and ever since I did that, I have just kept it because yep. I'll be honest, the the Warner archive 
has just been more interesting to watch. Even though I have a Disney Plus subscription, I'm only watching the new stuff. I'm not watching a lot of the back stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the HBO, they have a lot more stuff I'm interested in, like Babylon 5 and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Peacemaker starts in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. There's that to look forward to. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. And that's going to be that's gonna be amusing. Ooh. That's going to be... That's going to be effed up, kids. <laughs> you should prepare your drinks now for that show. <laughs> well, there we go. All right. Hey, we got a new segment. Yay, new segment for a new year. Woohoo! Take us through oh, it, Michael. Yes. Yeah, Michael, that, was your, that was your cue. <laughs> unless, unless you want me to do my new segment. <laughs> Uh, no, so um, <laughs> something I was nope. something I was thinking about um, after being uh, after I saw a similar article on uh, one of the news sites talking about um, having a poll out there for uh, the readers to vote on who they think is the best Marvel character of any particular given year. So I figured, okay, I'm brave slash dumb. Uh, enough to try that for the legion so over the course of this year uh once a week i'm going to mention it here on the show and then put up a poll in the group um see what you guys think uh out of all of the legion related characters who appeared in that year who do you think is best slash favorite slash most important slash biggest impact slash whatever criteria you want to use, uh, which one? And so for characters like Superboy, um, I will be including only when they made their first appearance with the Legion, um, but I'll be breaking that rule whenever it suits me. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> then And then will we have a, a decade playoff? Um, uh so I don't, I haven't gotten that far yet, but Fair depending on how things work out, um, I figure this should be ready. It should be finished in time for next February's uh, 65th anniversary. Nice. So there are going to be some years where we did not have any new Legion characters, and I'll just skip to the next year. Yep. Um, and if we have time, then we'll do a playoff. There we go. Okay. Nice. Uh, so, uh, we start with the year 1958, and we have six characters who first appeared. Um, chronologically and alphabetically, we have, of course, Cosmic Boy, Lightning Lad, Saturn Girl, and Superboy from Adventure 247. We also have Elastic Lad from Jimmy Olsen, number 31. Uh, and then the Time Trapper who appeared as a character called the Time Master in Wonder Woman 101. Ooh. And was later retconned to be the Time Trapper. And so I'm this is I'm already breaking my uh, my rule three times in the first night. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, and especially since it was actually Lightning Boy that uh, debuted in that. Oh, that's right. It was Lightning Boy. <laughs> and 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 I will be I will be considering all versions uh, of a character to be the same. So Lightning Lad and Livewire and Lightning Yeah, Mad- yeah, because that, that way lies madness otherwise. Right. 
Mm-hmm. So out of out of those six characters, do any of you uh, want to pick one, or do you want to wait till to vote tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Well, let's wait to vote. I think let's give us some time to think about this, guys. Okay. So we, we can uh, join the fray on the Facebook page and vote with yeah. everybody else, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Or leave a comment, as Paul will explain yep. at the end of the show. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, this is great. Okay, so those are our, our six characters. So those are the ones that will be in the poll. Folks, uh, let us share the results of that next week. And yep. um, and uh, and we'll see that, you know, whether or not you, you all pick the right character. Um, I have a clarification yeah. question. Yeah. Okay. Are we just voting on what the characters did in that year, or is it across the entire... History. That's up. To, that's up to you. Ah. Whatever context you want to use, that is the context in which you will be voting. Like you could, you could say, "I'm going to pick the character that had the most blue on their costume," and that will be Sweet. right. Like you know, I mean, <laughs> and and, and uh, hey, credit to you if you can actually keep the your you know keep your uh your bizarre criteria um going through the whole thing <laughs> i think i think that's a yeah you know do you want do you want to pick the time trapper because he's probably one of their most iconic villains do you want to pick superboy because you know he he was the inspiration do you want to pick cosmic boy because he's he was the first lead um do you want to pick saturn girl because she's a girl that's too uh, dangerous I, for a girl. Too dangerous. I'm sure, for a there's girl. more reasons to pick Satin Girl. Right. You can use whatever reason. See, I would pick I, Cosmic Boy because he's got the best fishbowl helmet. Ooh, nice, nice. I, that which is a hard one to apply going forward. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, well, so we've got. Uh, I might go for the character who makes the stupidest choice. Co- I don't know who it might be. Helmet. Tell us. Yeah, it's pretty much it. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, so there we go. All right. Well, there we go, folks. So uh, so you come up with your <coughs> own criteria. Feel free yep, to share. up sh- to you. Yeah, feel free to share that in the comments or, or not. You know, save <laughs> it for the end if you want to. Can I just point out something, Paul, too, here from the future? Um, yeah. I know this show hasn't gone to air yet. But I can already see the post on Facebook. Oh, wow! So you know this is this time travel thing is amazing. It's oh, sweet, excellent, absolutely fantastic. And I will I will close it like on Sunday at eight thirty p.m., which is when or it's eight thirty p.m. Central, which is when we start to record. So that'll be the cutoff date. All right, and then we'll be and we'll be able to see the results then anyway. So perfect, yep. perfect. Well, that is awesome. All right, so there we go, folks. And now we uh, we take ourselves in to an issue of uh, of uh, Legionnaires. Indeedy doody, we do. Legionnaires number 13. Uh, so we have a cover. I don't know who the cover is by. I can't see any cover credits. Anybody got any idea? I think that's Adam Hughes, isn't it? Yeah. Emphatically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Those, those, are, those are his boobs, sir. <laughs> <laughs> So, describing the cover, we have Tenzel looking into a mirror or looking out of a mirror. Uh, surrounding the mirror, are uh, there's a picture of um, Shrinking Violet 
and a half picture of a um, a girly picture. Can't quite see who she is, but we can certainly see one half of her. Yeah. And Tenzel is looking into the mirror, and Tenzel has in their hands a toothbrush and toothpaste. The toothpaste is coming out of the toothpaste container with great em emphaticism. It's spooge toothpaste. Yes. And the reason Tenzel... <laughs> Darren, the reason call, Tenzel call is Frederick Wortham. Darren, support out. The reason that and the reason that Tenzel is so shocked is that Tenzel is now a woman, and looking over Tenzel's shoulder through the Reflectomatic Nine Thousand mirror, uh, a whole bunch of Legionnaires, all of whom look equally shocked, except Inferno. Who has a leer upon his face. Who wants to rape Tenzel, apparently, because mm. you're lord at that snidely whiplash look. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I tie her to a railroad track, she'll marry me for the town's money. <laughs> oh, my God. It looks, ugh, it just looks, it just looks, people. All right, so I opening mean, up. Okay, hold on. Before we go okay. any further, can we talk yes. about the spooge? We got to talk about the spooge. It's not just the fact that they wrote spooge. It's the fact that the toothpaste is, well... Phallic? Uh, I, I, I would say the whole thing is phallic, but uh, it, it's clear that someone's going to have to clean up that mirror. As as Bill Hicks would have put it, uh, those are arcing ropes coming out of that thing. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. That contents were under pressure when they were released. Okay, uh, that's 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 at least a two washcloth and a Windex job right there, kids. Yeah. yeah. So. All right, we can move on now. Okie dokie. <laughs> so. Page one, Legionnaires, Chain Gang, Tom and Mary Bierbaum, Writers, Frank Fosco, Penciler, Wade Von Grawbadger and Ron Boyd, Inkers, Pat Brasso, Letterer, Tom McCraw, Colorist, Mike McAvenny, Assistant Editor, and Casey Carlson, Editor. Now, it's it's been a little while since we dusted a Legionnaires, so quick recap. Uh, there are three missions going on at the moment, at least. There's something strange happening in the Acapulco Dome, uh, which has resulted in some Legionnaires being um, trapped in a strange uh, stasis field of some sort of thing. Cosmic Boy is in hospital. Um, e, what else is there? Matarita Lad has been sent off on a mission with Kono to infiltrate some Sklarian pirates. And there's unrest in the Paris Dome, and that's where we pick it up. The streets of 30th century Paris, engulfed in anti-alien hysteria, where, in the terror of the moment, rescuer can be mistaken for aggressor. Mm. And we have a female dominator who is engulfing our legionnaire heroes in a green ray in a street in the Paris Dome, being watched by a whole bunch of locals. The legionnaires in question are chameleon, Alchemist, Leviathan, Kid Quantum, Inferno, and Triad. And the Dominator is going, Savage humans, I warned you. And Chameleon shouts out, Don't! And in the green glow, the Legionnaires fade away. And the Dominator, she says, 
why they not listen to me? They attack me. I warn them. And the crowd is going, ee, what is she doing? They're gone. She blew them away, just like that. And the dominator goes, leave me alone, or I do you next. <laughs> and the crowd runs, run, I'm getting out of here. She's going to kill us, just like she killed the legionnaires. And the streets are now deserted, and the dominator says, yes, I send attacking humans away. I send them where they belong. And we cut to the green glow. Before you move on there, Derek, can I just point out um, the effort that the artist has put into capturing Paris in these street scenes? Like, he's he's really put a, he a heck of a lot of effort into the architecture. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Not a pencil we get to see a lot of. Um, so, no. yeah, I, I should probably mention that this issue is drawn by Frank Fosco. I probably should have mentioned it when we did the credits. Uh, I'm familiar with Fosco because of his work uh, associated with Savage Dragon. Okay. Yeah, he drew. He drew. Uh, he's drawn a lot of backups. He's mostly would probably be best known for his run on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when Image published the comic. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, him and Gary Carlson uh, drew that series. Uh, it was incomplete for a long time. It was supposed to run like 26 issues and it stopped at 24, but they finished it at IDW a couple of years ago. Uh, he's a pretty good artist. I'm a fan. Cool. And he's he's clearly picking up on Sprouse's style here too. There's probably something yeah. else to mention. He's trying really hard to look mm -hmm. like Sprouse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't feel jarring having a, having a different artist here because he is you know, kind of paying attention to a lot of the stylistic uh, tropes. Mm -hmm. Right. So the legionnaires materialize uh, in the green glow. Cam's still saying, don't. And Leviathan goes, what in the? And Cam goes, she transported us. Where? Asked Leviathan as he puts his arm around Triad. And she says, easy, Jim. I'm okay. And Cam looks around and he says, to the last place where a legionnaire is welcome, the middle of a prison. Oh, great, says Levi uh, Inferno. And they are surrounded by many, many inmates. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at this, and it reminds me of one of those covers from the Reflecto Saga, 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 Saga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably an homage of sorts. And uh, the prisoners are going, look at this. It is those cop-kissing junior heroes. Stuck in here like the rest of us. Well, what do you say we make them feel welcome? Get them. Battle tactics, everyone, says Cam. And a big pink guy comes up behind Chameleon. You, you're the freak who put me in here. And Cam punches him into the um, bars. And I'll be the freak who keeps you in here too. I got this one on the ropes. There's one as he's um, thumping into Kid Quantum. Alchemist is there to lend some hand. Kid Quantum in trouble. A little titanium, which is all I can manage after getting hammered by those border guards. And the disc of titanium uh, intercepts the thug's fist with a clunk. Oh. <laughs> and meanwhile, Triad has triplicated. Oh, geez, there's three of them. Oof. Never guess these jokers met a master of chai jitsu before, she says, as she whacks into them all. Meanwhile, the guards have noticed what's going on. 
What's going on in there? Legionnaires, those are the dirgers who attacked Barry. Give us a hole in the force field. Front access force field is down. Okay. And blam, 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 blam. And the guards start firing indiscriminately into the prison cell. This uh, is pretty brutal. Fall. Yep. <laughs> blam, 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 blam. Ah, evasive, evasive. <laughs> Cam shouts, everybody stay back. Get them to blast through the back wall force field. Blam, 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 blam. As more guards shoot into the prison shell and there's a bzzzkoom as the wall is destroyed behind them. That's it. That's our opening. Let's go. And the legionnaires fly out of the prison. Man, says Inferno, those people really don't like us, do they? Meanwhile, in the Metropolis Zone, we have Kono and Tenzel. Kono is saying, so Tenzi, if we're going to infiltrate Scalarian pirates, I thought you might need a little disguise. <laughs> That's good thinking, Kono. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a lock I'd be recognised. I mean, one autograph hound will blow the entire gig. <laughs> and Tenzel is sitting on a recliner chair and he's nothing but his trunks, surrounded by some Sklarians, and Kono's sitting off to one side. Mm. Kono says, exactly what we were thinking for a whole new look for you. Hey, sounds cool. How about a little <laughs> manicure while we're at it? Oh, of course, says one of the Sklarians. And they start... Uh, crimping him and putting powder on him and looks like blow drying as well. Meanwhile, Kono is filling up a syringe with something. Okay, ladies, let's do it. Right. Hey, <coughs> says Tenzel. What do you think you're... And Kono jabs him in the shoulder with the syringe. Ow, what was that? Oh, you'll find out soon enough. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh -oh. Where's the consent Meanwhile, in there? Yeah. There was no consent here. <laughs> Of all the parts I Meanwhile, thought we were, we're, we're going to be dodgy, that was, uh, yeah. It's almost like people were forced to get a vaccine. Oh, <gasps> don't, don't, uh, oh, yeah. Oh. Don't go there. Yeah, exactly. I'm just working on my... At least they my... can't pin this one on Jura, okay? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, Jura, <laughs> where are you? Why is everyone a girl? <laughs> <laughs> So we switch scenes once again. This time we're over in the Acapulco Dome where Invisible Kid is um, in the middle of a rainbow effect. Uh, he and some other Legionnaires have been sucked into a strange vortexy thing, I believe. Invisible Kid says, what? What's going on here? Answer me, answer me. Why isn't everybody listening? And the Legionnaires with him are all... Um, so basically, they're facing their fears. Apparition is going, they're crawling all over me. And Brainy is going, it's my fault. It's all my fault. And Pharaoh is clutching his face and going, stop, don't look, please. And Spark is on her knees going, Garth, mecht. And Lyle thinks to himself, these feelings, abandonment, panic, my thoughts racing out of control. My mind. Yes, it's all in my mind. Our brains are being invaded, cracked apart by that injured kid, the kid with the runaway mental patterns. Apparition is going, get them away from me. Brainy is going, oh, dead because of me. And Lyle thinks again, what we're feeling isn't right. Mm. It isn't real. And if I can just focus on that, focus, 
I can still resist. As still, Acapulco, I'm back. And he's lying on the, uh, kneeling on the ground. Ultra Boy and Andromeda fly in. Ultra Boy says, Hey kid, the science cop said you were in trouble. What's going on? What's happened to Tinya? And Brainy, says, asks Andromeda. They're trapped in that vortex, says Lyle. We've got her, starts Andromeda, but Invisible Kid breaks her off. Whoa, back off, people. Give it some distance. But that kid's mind is ripping reality apart. It dragged me right in. Mm. So what are Tinya and the others going through? It's like your mind is being squeezed open. Your anxieties just come pouring out. They take over. Andromeda says, then we're wasting our time here. We got to get in there and save them. I know Andromeda, says Invisible Kid, but not without a plan. And we switch scenes again to Acapulco Medicenter 1, where Coz is lying in a bed recovering and Satin Girl is holding his hand. Coz starts to wake up. Imra? Coz, you're awake. How are you feeling? Uh, okay. Oh, Coz, thank the rings. We've been so worried. Where's Garth? Uh, he just stepped out for a moment. You two fighting again? Um, not really. Are you blaming him for what happened? You know it wasn't his fault, Imra. Oh, God, Rock, you never change. Really, Imra, I jumped in front of him. It was my fault. How can you be so good and Garth be so, so seriously, Imra? <laughs> it was my fault. And uh, the nurse can... comes in. Yep, go ahead. I was going to say, how can Garth be such a soulless ginger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the nurse says, better let him rest as Rock passes out again. And Imra looks out the window and there's Garth down in the uh, plaza looking up. Imra looks at Garth. Garth looks at Imra. Garth storms off. Imra thinks to herself, how come I love him so much? Swapping scenes again. We're at Fortress Lad where Imra is reporting Garth situation to Dragon Mage and Computo. So doctors say Cos will be coming home soon. Sorry, Cos's situation, not Garth's. <laughs> Hang on just a minute. Got to take a drink. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> not for anything, just for rough, rough throat at the moment. Hang on just a minute. Sorry, I just had to cough. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Okay, so Imra is saying, the doctors say Cos will be coming home soon. Great, says Dragon Mage. Great, says Computer. That's fantastic. Things are finally starting to go our way. Well, sort of, says Dragon Mage. We still have no word from the Paris team. Andromeda says the situation looks real bad in Acapulco. And, oh, Lord, says Computer. What next? What next indeed, as we cut to the door to the quarters of Tenzel Kem, <laughs> Matarita Lad. It says on his door. And there's a star on his door as well. And Tenzel is awoken to his oompa alarm clock. Oompa, oompa, oompa. Uh, how come the alarm always goes off right when I finally get Andromeda to... to... Oh, my. Oh, holy Sheboygan. I'm a girl. 
Kono! <laughs> and indeed, yeah. Tenzel has Neat. been transformed into a Sklarian female. Yep. Uh, wearing a shirt that says, trust me, I'm a legionnaire. Yes. <laughs> Does this count as yellow face? Uh, no, because Sklarians are aliens. Okay. And Tenzel didn't do it by choice. But, but Dragon Mage is a uh, a different shade of orange than the normal Caucasian characters. Right. Yeah. That that would be more yellow face. But he's actually Scar Asian, so that's okay. And Sklarians just happen to have yellow skin. Yep. It, it, it's just when uh, Karate Kid is sometimes white and sometimes Asian, depending upon the trends in pop culture. Yeah. Uh, it gets confusing. Meanwhile, back in the Paris Dome, and we have a a rampaging mob. They've even got flaming torches. <laughs> All they need is pitchforks. Yeah. And like the, the the two in the foreground look like they're straight out of like the medieval era. Yeah. It's the it's the end of uh, <laughs> Hunchback of Notre Dame out here. <laughs> it's, it's probably Bastille Day. Mm. Yeah. And they they are shouting as a mob shouts. Kill them, kill the freaks, get the dollar monster. The legionnaires are hovering above the, the mob. Chameleon asks, is Kid Quantum okay, Alchemist? And Kid Quantum says, I'll make it cam. The mob are throwing bricks at the legionnaires. Yo, look out, shouts Leviathan. This mob is utterly out of control, says Inferno. We gotta do something. <laughs> Agreed, says Chameleon. First off, we need to reach the guy running this town. <clears throat> The Archduke? How do we do that? Asked Leviathan. For starters, we go underground, says Cam, out of their line of fire, and they duck down into the Paris metro system, and the mob are following behind. Zezago, get them! Alchemist blocks the entrance to the underground. Hope this holds them. That's all the iron I can muster right now. And the Legionnaires fly off. Okay, now let's hold it, says Cam, as they're flying past. The Dominator, the little Dominator female and the Dominator has been hiding in the underground, and she spots the Legionnaires, and she goes, ah, ah, stay back, get away from me, or I'll, I will send you away. <coughs> Excuse me. Please, wait, says Inferno, and he's actually speaking in the Dominator language. Mm. Dirk, don't get too close to her. Mm. Hey. <laughs> Inferno says, we don't want to hurt you, we're friends. You, says the Dominator, you speak my language, and we could use your help. What's he doing? Whispers a legionnaire. He's talking Dominator, says Triad. Inferno, get out of here, says Leviathan. Cam says, Dirk speaks a couple of dozen languages. The Dominator says, how can I help you? Inferno replies, mm. we've got to reach the Archduke, get him to stop all the killing. But how? You told us you could you told you could get us to him, couldn't you? Teleport us like you did before, right? Uh yes. So you know where the Archduke stays. Can you transport us there? Yes, I can send you to his palace. Great. Thank you. Thank you very much. And he switches back to Interlac. Hey, get ready, guys. She's gonna teleport us. Huh? Is this such a good idea? I mean, huh? can we trust her? asked Leviathan. And Cam says, if she can trust us, we can trust her. And the Dominator reaches out her hand. 
the green glow fills the tunnel and they have been transported to outside the Archduke's palace. Okay, gang, let's be ready for anything. And guards check their weapons and point them at them. We were hoping you would try something stupid like this. It'll be our pleasure to blast you. And from off panel, a voice calls, Halt. Hold your fire, it's the Archduke. And the Archduke is indeed standing amongst the legionnaires. Leave them alone. They've done nothing wrong. But, but your excellency, says a guard. They're just here to talk. Has the old city gone mad, says the Archduke as he leads the legionnaires away. Sorry, your excellency, says the guard. We were just following orders, sir. And they walk through the uh, security gate. Standard DNA analysis. Reveal subject is Derlin. Oh, the Archdukes, they shapeshifter, blast them. Oh, well, it was worth a try, says Cam, as he shifts back from Archduke form into his natural form. <laughs> the guards uh, have their guns ripped out of their arms, arms <clears throat> by a Leviathan. The freak, impersonating our beloved, eh? Hey. And Leviathan says, okay, tried, they're all yours now. And thanks, Leviathan. You sure know how to treat a girl as she kicks a few guys in the face and Inferno pump, punches another guy in the head. Very smooth people, says Cam. Now, see if you can tap into their security. Hey, look alive, guys. We've got more incoming, shouts Triad as she points to the sky. And standing on the roof of the Archduke's palace. Yes? Uh, I want to point out there, Darren, that in that mm -hmm. second press panel on page 16, uh, there is a character who who is suspiciously snacky like uh well yeah it's cam doing his uh let i know me, uh, yeah he's very snacky like there but i don't i don't think that's a relation so it feels inconsistent uh cam shape-shifting being found out this way um i kind of thought the whole point of his shape-shifting is that he's like a perfect duplicate or at least good enough to fool scanners like that whole but... like cut camouflage thing might have been originally it, it i think it also depends on what the writers want to have happen yeah, yeah. right yeah. that's more to the point of it yep because certainly he's been a before and got because remember so. nobody knew rj brand was a durlin yeah forever and ever and ever even he didn't know yeah so on top of the archduke's palace we have Four people whirling, which look like energy chains around their heads. And one of the legionnaires says, gee, what are they supposed to be? Don't worry, I'll handle them, says Leviathan. And one of the chain wielders releases her chain and throws it at Leviathan. And he mm -hmm. goes, crummy little chains won't hurt me. Mm. Look out, Jim, it's wrapping around you, shouts Triad. And with a kachuk, there's energy released all over Leviathan. I that's close enough. Take a drink. Take Yay. a drink. And the other chain wielders have released their chains as well, and one's going after Cam. That that thing's following me. Somehow it's homing in on, on me. Ah! And he gets checked by the chain as well. Let's take another uh, one. Yeah, it's, it's pretty close to the, old, the whole... <laughs> yeah, like, I, I haven't stopped taking drinks. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> if we drink for one Kachak, we got to drink for them all. Got to drink for them all. That's fair. All the spike no Kachak left behind. <laughs> Kid Quantum says, look out, they're throwing more of them. 
Alchemist tries to put up an inertron shield, but oh no, they're going straight through. Ah, kachak, kachak, kachak. Oh my. Sorry, guys. And... I realized we were going to have three of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the legionnaires are all down on the ground and one of the guards standing over them says nice job sir they're finished and a shadowy figure approaches of course they are against my defenses their powers are useless and cam looks up and goes oh there's only one answer chameleon who else could design and forge weaponry to shackle every legionnaire? Daddy! Grimbaugh, it's Daddy! the Chainsman? He's uh, looking right. particular, particularly overdressed. Yeah, he is. He needs to get okay, back to that. So, so we've, got a, we've got a major continuity breach on, <laughs> uh, on deck three right rip, now. Rip, 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 is it because we just saw him? Yeah, so we last saw Grimbor in the mother the mothership uh, Legion number three, or sorry, number 51 on quarantine. And as you know, I've been tracking the days. Uh, that issue took place on September 14th. Uh, today is September 19th. But you'll recall at the end of that Legion issue, he was captured and being led away to Tacron Galtos. Uh, it remains to be seen if we'll ever see it. How he escaped how he had got involved with this Paris group since this has been going on for longer than just a few days. And remember last time we saw him, he was in nineties armor with shoulder pads and pouches. <laughs> now he's <clears throat> in the trendy 17th century garb, the, the universal Roxas type garb. <laughs> exactly. And, and we call that like, Giffen armor <laughs> or, or the, yeah, the French restoration <laughs> outfits that they've been wearing this whole time. Yeah. So I all the villains I, are to play by Moliere apparently in this series. <laughs> so I don't know if we're ever going to get an explanation, but uh, if not, then editor Casey Carlson dropped the ball on this one. I, I sure hope someone got fired for that. I think it is fair that um, they, they were like, you know what, you guys screwed up that whole thing with Grimboard. That's it. We're rebooting the whole series. Yep. <laughs> I, I mean, they, they wrote an entire issue and plagiarized Star Wars, for Christ's sake. I don't think editing was paying attention to anything they were doing. Just blame it on Zero Hour. But they just wanted the beer bombs gone. That's all they wanted. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, Zero Hour. Okay. Well, they've only got about another two or three issues left, so. Yeah. Uh, and we have our final scene change of the book. We go to asteroid Sigma Lockwood beyond the orbit of Mars where we have Kono and Tenzel. And Kono, uh, Tenzel says, So, what'd you do to me, Kono? How'd you turn me into a Tenzet? <laughs> oh, it's called Grandian Gender Reversal Disease, and it looks pretty. It looks like you got a pretty good dose of it. You're telling me this bra is murder. Are these <laughs> things really necessary? In your case, boom, boom, beyond doubt. Now, quiet, I've got work to do. <laughs> And they've gone into a bar, and they're at the bar, and there's a, a guy next to them, and he goes, oh, oh pretty ladies. Oh, Lord, says Tenzel. <laughs> you, you can I'm shiver me, Timbers. I'm going to call this a, forward, a forehead shadow. It's, mm, just go ahead and drink if you need to. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy at the bar says, oh, you you can shiver me timbers anytime you like, pirate lady. Oh, jeez. Uh, 
what do you see? <laughs> and Kono leans across with her glass and goes, here, and dumps it in his crotch. Oh, that ought to make you shiver. <laughs> and some Sklarians behind her go, nice job, sister. Thanks, says Kono. And the Sklarian behind her says, so we hear there's a couple of gals around here looking to make some dirty creds. That's us, says Kono, and the dirtier, the better. Shortly, they're all going on to the Sklarian raider's ship. And the one of the Sklarians is reporting to the captain. So we've got ourselves a couple of new recruits. No, it's not her reporting to the captain. It's the captain. So we've got ourselves a couple of new recruits. Kono says, yeah, and they check out. No, it's not Kono. Oh, I'm sorry. I've got it all wrong. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Another Sklarian says, and they check out. We hacked into their Psychop files, and there are a couple of bad pictures, all right. And so the captain is saying, okay, Britta, we've assigned you to weaponry. All right. And Tenzi, you're on waste disposal. What? <laughs> Gross. After hours of drudgery, a couple of Sklarian raiders are watching Tenzel doing the waste disposal stuff. How'd they go on the raid, says one Sklarian. No problem. As always, we're swimming, we're swimming in grain, says the other one. Hey, long legs, where are you from? Uh, Bismol, says Tenzel. Bismol? Uh, I, I mean, I mean, Bismolina. Nice little Sklarian town. You've probably never heard of it. How come you speak in Interlac all of a sudden? Interlac? Oh, uh, Sklarian is a second language for me. My father always made us speak Interlac at home. <laughs> Your father? Okay, long leads. Who's the mother of Sklarian's sisterhood? As the raider has got a pistol pointed at Tenzel's head. Um, I know that. It's Mother Frigga Frigga the Great. Frigga Frigga the Great? <laughs> You're not very good at this, are you? Says Sklarian raider. Um, crunch. Hey, she took a bite out of my gun. Stop her, stop her. Tenzel's running down the corridor, and Connor goes, Shish, that didn't take long. Tenzel's running. The Dimbolds, they led me away, let me circle away from the escape pods. Now I'm as good as gone. And there's half a dozen Sklarian raiders, all with their guns pointed at Tenzel. Well, ladies, it looks like we've captured ourselves a spy. And you know what we do with spies, as she forces <laughs> Tenzel to her knees and puts a gun into her face. Tenzel goes, um, you let them go if they promise not to do it again. Not exactly, says the raider. Oh my. Next issue, guess again. I wonder if the punishment is the same as for setting alight the grail-shaped beacon. Oh, oh, uh, mm. take a drink, kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Yeah, yeah. So. Actually, that was kind of amusing, i got to say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, entirely so, too much peril. <laughs> yes. So uh, Tom Beerbaum, in one of his uh, final episodes, or a final uh, blog post, yeah. uh, talks about this issue starts with one of our most memorable covers of the run, Adam Hughes's great shot of Tenzel discovering that he's been turned into a girl. A with a girl? Set of with a great set of reactions in the mirror behind the new Matter Eater Lass. <laughs> a super piece of artwork that very effectively prevents a key twist issue. 
It certainly makes me wonder how glorious some of the scenes might have been if we'd been lucky enough to have Adam still doing a lot of the interior art. As it is, the issue was penciled by Frank Fosco, who had a very different touch, but one that was great for this issue. Uh, let's see, skipping ahead. Uh, next, we jump to the middle of a mental energy vortex where a team of Legionnaires is being bombarded by psychological torments. We're seeing this from the perspective of invisible people who deduces that the panic he's being gripped by is in his own mind, and he tries to concentrate to overcome it. Frank did a great job of illustrating this page with hundreds of little sprite-like figures flying through the air around the panicking Legionnaires, and kudos to inker Wade Von Grawbadger, who painstakingly reproduced all of Frank's little sprites. Also, heroic colorist Tom McCraw somehow managed to show waves and patches of different colors behind the sea of little figures. A very effective page visually. Uh, let's see, in Paris, the Legionnaires dispatch the guards easily enough, but they next face a band of chain-wielding ladies who, from atop the Archduke's palace, hurled their freakish chains at the Legion. Long-time readers will not be surprised to find out that the man behind these mysterious change, chains that somehow overcome each individual Legionnaire's powers will be none other, none other than Grimbor the Chainsman. We then jump to an asteroid, Sigma Lockwood, named mm -hmm. for late APA LSH member Robert Lockwood. Ah. Uh, there, we see, there we see Konzo, uh, Konzo Kono and Tenzet out on their mission. Sure. M.E. Lass is having a hard time adjusting to her very busty figure and the discomfort of a bra. They step into a bar where it only takes a few seconds for a well-lubricated patron to start hitting on Tenzet. Kono is only too quick to put him in his place, though, though our editors toned down her dialogue considerably. The Lech had told the pirate ladies that they could, quote, shiver his timbers anytime they like, and Kono jump, dumps his icy drink in his lap and says, that ought to make him shiver. But our editor decided it was safer to have, to have her say, that ought to make you shiver. And since we were still a comic code book that was largely aimed at kid readers, that wasn't such a bad edit, though not an especially good punchline. Mm. I'd have liked to have had the chance to rewrite the punchline to something like, here you go, matey, shiver away. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed rereading the issue, and for the first time in a few issues, it really reads better than I expected. I have the feeling we were able to write this issue more in order than other recent issues, and it may have also helped to have a consistent penciler throughout the issue. I think our storylines meshed a little better this time, with the Tenzi plotline really fun in my opinion, certainly lighthearted and very mean to poor Tenzel but also poetic comeuppance given some of his recent antics. And the Paris plotline, which had dragged a little for me in the prior issue, moved along pretty briskly this time. I like the Dominator girl and only wish we had been able to hang around and do what we'd intended with her, which was to have her join the Legionnaires. Mm. I relish the chance to explore a real minority situation, especially someone from a race that had just subjected Earth to so much trauma. Mm. I attempted to show her thinking the Domineers weren't really all that bad and were to a degree scapegoats in the war for Earth and having to go through the painful process of learning that her fellow Domineers were guilty of some truly heinous acts, allowing us to explore and dismiss the notion of group guilt. 
I think I'd also planned to have her develop a crush on Inferno. He treated her so gently and skillfully in this issue, and that felt to me like a real chance to explore Dirk's conflicting urges to be both an outstanding legionnaire and a macho frat boy. Um, I very much like Frank Fosco's art in this issue. He put a huge amount of effort into the scenes, including some great use of lighting. The scenes outside the Paris Palace are lit by ground-level security lights that cast upward shadows that are very effective. The bar scene with Kono and Tenzi is also lit from below by lights in the tables that give it a great night spot feel. A lot of Frank's work has a real Ditko feel, but it's also beautifully rendered, giving us a look at how cool those actual Ditko Legion sto stories from the 70s might have been, especially if a really superior inker might have finished those Ditko issues as nicely as Fosco and Von Graubadger rendered this issue. Uh, I disagree with that. Uh, I don't think any inker could have saved those Ditko penciled issues. <laughs> but that that's just me. Uh, in any case, I have to really thank Frank for pouring his heart and soul into some very complicated, challenging scenes, and I think his exceptional commitment to the pencils of this issue really helped elevate the story. One thing I like about this issue is that it once again presents many Legionnaires. By my quick count, no fewer than 19 members of the team appear in this issue, plus non-member Kono, which leads to an interesting question, which two Legionnaires are not seen? And I didn't go through that, so that's not a stump question. Fair enough. Uh, I believe the missing members are Catspaw and Shrinking Violet. Pretty amazing. I wonder if new readers were overwhelmed by all of those characters, several of whom were never specifically identified in the issue. And that's what Tom has to say about Legionnaires number 13. Very cool. Very nice. Yeah, you know, I, this, this one uh, wound up being more amusing than I had recalled and uh and i do like a lot of the uh the stuff that uh that fosco was doing here i mean would it have been great to see uh adam hughes doing the interiors sure well uh, sure but uh, <laughs> you know. we don't have the budget for that sir yeah no i think i think uh i think uh fosco did a really good job of uh of uh, as brent mentioned at the beginning you know really kind of uh keeping it keeping it stylistically consistent uh, with uh with what uh what Hughes and Sprouse had been doing, you know, there, there, there was a really solid job on, uh, on keeping a lot of that stuff consistent, but I, I certainly understand where he notes that it was nice to have a penciler, you know, for a whole issue, uh, because there had been a bit of patchwork there, um, in, in the past. So yeah, no, this yeah, was fun. Uh, yeah. We'd get like three or four pencilers and two or three inkers. Yeah. And it really, it, it really was feeling disjointed at times. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, uh, yeah, that makes it, that makes it a challenge. And, uh, so, um, you know, I know that they've only got a few more issues left, so I'm, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad that he, uh, that, that he had a good experience with this one at least. Um, yep. I just looked it up. Um, Legionnaires number 15 is the end of this uh, story arc and that's their last issue. And then starting with 16 is, uh, we dive right into uh, zero hour. Oh, end of an era. so yeah. Legionnaires really only has two more issues to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in this continuity. Yeah, in this continuity, because it gets confusing, y'all. Buckle, buckle up! Buckle up! We thought gender up. change was confusing. This is gonna yeah, get worse. This... 
Yeah. But don't worry, we'll be here for you to annotate and and hold your hands and help pick up the pieces afterwards. Absolutely. What's amusing is that they were changing genders of, of characters way back here, and no one complained. Well, because it was temporary. Well, yeah, and but played still. For a laugh. Played for a laugh, yeah. And and uh, yes, was, because I was going to say, you know, that the <laughs> the, uh, the Loki thing was temporary too. <laughs> yeah, that's and, true. It wasn't. It wasn't something that was done to justify some fan theory from 25, 30 years prior. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's all okay. Right. Tenzel's, Tenzel's a prody anyway. We all know that. <laughs> Everyone is prody. Everyone is prody. And I mean, that's just a, that's just a, a thing that we know just from, you know, mm. looking into the past and observing history. <laughs> um, hey, wow. speaking of history... <laughs> Michael, can you do, you do you happen to offhand know anything that happened this week in Legion history? Well, not off the top of my head, but oh, I can. Did you write it down? I did write it down. <laughs> oh, what <Yay>! luck! <laughs> what luck! <laughs> what luck! I knew that you might ask, so I was ready just in case. All right, so this week in Legion history, 55 years ago, 1967. Uh, Superboy, number 136. Crypto attends a meeting of the Space Canine Patrol agents and is lured into a trap along with Superboy. It's a by trap! The... Oh, no, wait, it gets better. By the... the Lured into a trap with Superboy by the Fancy Cats, who are evil oh. cats from the Phantom. <laughs> oh, Sorry. And this is... The Fancy Cats? can't get any better than that. <laughs> I bet and, they and all spoke like the Ultra Dillinger. Yeah, yeah with the Fancy Cats, she... This is what DC was doing while Marvel was introducing like Galactus and Silver Surfer and Black Panther. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. It's, it's a summer of damn love out there, folks. <laughs> Why are we losing readership? Because Lois Lane still hasn't figured out that Clark is Superman. <laughs> Cares more about that than anything else on the planet. Okay. We've been so, doing that for 10 years. Damn it. Keep doing it. Uh, if it, If it works, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 35 years ago, 1987, Legion of Superheroes, Volume 3, Number 33, The Universal Project, Part 2. Saturn Girl, Chameleon Boy, Dream Girl, and Brainiac 5 devise a way to release everyone from their mental blocks and find a way off the planet. And they find that everyone else there are science police officers and other superheroes. The four Legionnaires leave, determined to find out who is behind the assault, as 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 well as why those four legionnaires were chosen to be put out of the way. And that is, uh, was covered back in episode 377. The uh, Space K-9 Patrol agents, that was episode 539. 30 years ago, we hit the final issue of the Loose Leaf version of Who's Who in the DC Universe, number 16, containing entries on Devil and Orion, Laurel Gand, the Legion of Superheroes, five years later version yeah. and Prince Evilo 25 years ago, 1997 Legionnaires number 46 Monel's life hangs by a thread. A mysterious figure pursues an ancient quest for power. Dreamer reveals more about her startling visions and chameleon finds a soulmate plus kinetics under attack. Or is she? And look for this issue of the reboot in fall of 2024-ish. Also the same day, Sovereign 7 Plus, number one, 
that was the the plus series was something that dc oh, yes. was doing that to uh join characters a and b who didn't normally team up but they wanted to and so this was sovereign seven plus saturn girl uh saturn girl journeys to crossroads to track down network who is known as a terrorist in the 30th century Saturn Girl is in the 20th century at this point. Mm. But the two telepaths soon learn they have a lot in common and become good friends. But don't worry about it because the Sovereign Seven are later revealed to be fictional, so the story doesn't count. Mm. Uh, And we'll do that one in fall of 2024 also. And if you ever wondered uh, what Saturn Girl written by Chris Claremont would be like, this is, I think, your only uh, chance to, to check it out. Yeah. Ah. Ten years ago, 2012, Action Comics Volume 2, Number 5, in the New 52. Uh, the ship that brought Superman to Earth records Jor-El and Lara's last day, the journey of baby Kal-El across space, his adoption by the Kents, Superman's discovery of the ship, and the theft of its most precious element. And since I wasn't reading it at the time, I have no idea how Lightning Man, Saturn Woman, and Cosmic Man were involved. Anybody reading New 52 back then? Um, what, was, what was this in? What was it in? That sounded like that was the Batman uh, Superman, not? Nope. No. It was, it was oh, action okay. comics. oh, it was in the action comics in Morrison's run, right? That was oh, Morrison's oh. Superman oh. starting out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and I read that ages ago, but I don't remember. Strange issues. I, I think so, I dropped it before they were even revealed to be the Legion of Supervillains. So, so no, this is the, the, the adult Legion. Yeah, Lightning we'll Man, cover it, but, Woman, yeah. and so somehow the adult legion were involved but i wasn't reading so i don't know mm-hmm. and i couldn't find a summary yeah i can't recall that's i have that somewhere but the uh you can go back and listen to it in uh episode 177 oh good those guys so, know <laughs> those guys yeah, just are new. They, they knew they read Thank it when it, says somebody out there who knows <laughs> Uh, Also the same day in 2012, Star Trek Legion of Superheroes number four. Working together to find a way back to their respective timelines, the Starfleet officers and Legionnaires have split into two teams with members of both group on each team. One group travels back in time to the moment where their own histories were truncated and this new blended timeline came into being, while the other team travels to the heart of the Imperial planets of Earth. So as one team finds themselves witnessing what happened in the deep past, to change history, the other team discovers the far-reaching effects of the aftermath in the present. And somehow you have to cover issues four, five, and six in episode 186. That must have been a lot of reading. And a lot of summarizing and not reading the dialogue and captions. What you're saying is we're going to have to redo them. Got it. Right. Uh, five years ago, 2017. I'll add it to the list. I have uh, the issue in front of me, by the way, um, where we have adult Legionnaires showing up. Okay. Uh, of Action Comics number five? Oh, is it number five? Oh, I've, no, sorry. My, my issue is much later. I'm, uh, apologies. I'm, uh, I'm looking toward the end of that arc. Um, oh, wait. I'm an idiot. I got DC Universe Infinite open right here. I'll find it's, it. It's, uh, ah. actu- yeah, I've got action 13 to 18. So somewhere in the midst of that, they show up. And um, 
Well, you said 13 through 18 that late? No, where they were, yeah. this was issue five. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I have volume two and, uh, of, of, of that and volume three. And, uh, but I don't have that. Oh, but here's a Legion story. While you're looking that up, I finish. Uh, five years ago, 2017, Justice League versus Suicide Squad number three. The Suicide Squad delight in showing Earth's greatest heroes how the other side lives in Bel Rev. And you'd better believe the Justice League needs to be restrained to hear the terrible secret Amanda Waller has to tell them. And also the Emerald Empress is involved somehow. Yeah. And then finally, 960 years from now, in the year 2982, Dawnstar, who is a Legion Academy student, joins the Legion. Uh, also, Pulsar Stargrave forces Brainiac 5 to steal Mordru's Star Stone from Mordru's palace on Xerox. And that took place in Superboy 226, which we covered back in episode 298. And unless we have the answer to what happened in Action Comics Volume 2, Number 5, that is this week in Legion history. Okay, I'm looking at action number four right now. Uh, apparently a bunch of villains broke in to steal the engine from the rocket that brought Superman to Earth. And it looks like future versions of Superman and the adult Legionnaires showed up to stop them, but they were got there too late. And I have not looked at issue the, the, the next issue yet. All right. Well, somehow they're involved with the. That must be the uh, the theft of the most precious element. Yeah, I think it was kryptonite. Was that uh, element? The uh, precious. Ah, uh, my precious. Oh, my. All right, I think. So uh, we've got feedback, Paul. Yes. Feedback. Yes. Uh, we got a a, uh, a five star review from. Uh, from Dutch Guy SD or Dutch Guys D. I, sorry, Dutch Guy, I don't know. Uh, he says, I've been listening to the subs for many years and have enjoyed the many discussions about the characters, the creative teams, and their own experiences with this team. I enjoy keeping up with the current title as well as using the time bubble to visit the previous will be versions as well. Uh, my era is the Superboy and the Legion through 1984, and I enjoy going over the others I missed. And they are committed. Weekly shows for a consistent list of episodes to go through. Thanks, all. And thank you, Dutch Guy, for the five-star review. And uh, everybody else out there, uh, if you like us and want to see us rise in the algorithms, give us a good five-star review. Uh, <laughs> If you don't want to give us a five-star review, then just leave a comment and don't mess up the algorithm. <laughs> exactly. Five-star reviews only. Um, what, what, why do you want to waste your time on a four-star review? I mean, come on. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I guess, uh, I guess that kind of wraps it up. Gentlemen from the future, always a pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. Thank you for joining us. It was uh, it's always it's always great to have you on. And um, 
and hey, happy new year to everyone. Um, comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page where you can also uh, do the little poll thingy. And, um, and that is found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble. And we're just going to stay away from Kono. She seems a little uh, little needle happy. And we will see you all next week. Spooge everywhere. (laughs) 